0: Ashley Mason.
1: Ashley Mason is a marketing consultant, TEDx speaker, and founder of Dash of Social and student-to-CEO.
0: So the one thing I get from you is you have a really large entrepreneurial spirit. Mm -hmm. Where did this come from? Was it family, just you? Where, where Where did this develop?
1: Yeah, I would say it definitely came from me as long as I can remember since I was six years old I've wanted to own a business so there was this game where my sisters and I used to play called stores and we pretend to uh, run fake businesses sell fake products things along those lines and it was something that I really enjoyed doing and I just love the idea of making money and hopefully one day making a lot of it and so it was really that interest that kind of pursued my entrepreneurship journey further and it was just made me realize that one day I wanted to be a business owner.
0: Um, Are you from the area originally?
1: I'm from Bridgewater. Excellent. Cool.
0: Um, So one of the things I found on your website is you talked about you started a blog at age 15. So talk about that.
1: I did. So I've always loved to read and write, and so starting a blog was something that I had always thought about doing. Mm -hmm. So I started it at the beginning of my sophomore year of high school because it was meant to be a very challenging year academically, and I wanted to have kind of like a creative outlet to Mm -hmm. relieve stress and just kind of have fun. So I started this blog when I was 15, which I grew organically through social media, and I started to work with various companies on paid partnerships. From there, I kind of got into the freelance world, and that's actually what led me to Dash of Social.
0: So how does a high school kid develop like freelance marketing gigs?
1: Yeah, it was a- That's interesting to (laughs) (laughs) me. Yeah, I started officially freelancing when I was 17. So what actually came from that was just the connections that I made was just being really able to connect with people in the marketing industry. I surrounded myself in a ton of different Facebook communities and online communities just to learn about the industry. And once I kind of started to meet with more people and felt like I learned the ins and outs of it, then they actually ended up referring me to those gigs.
0: Was there a times where the people that you're working with didn't realize they're working with you know, high school? Student. yeah, they
1: actually have <laughs> they're been thinking with
0: it, some like 20 something professional, yeah,
1: even still now. I mean, I talked to someone, I remember it was last year, and uh, when I was 22, and they were like, they found out my age, and they're like, I literally thought you were 32, and I'm like, nope, 22.
0: <laughs> but you have this all this experience, right? yeah. So, when you get to like your senior year of high school, do you have an idea like what you want to do?
1: I actually wanted to be an accountant, really. I think it's just because I loved the whole money thing. And so I thought accounting was the career that I wanted to pursue. It was actually when I saw my older sister's career as an accountant that I was like, it's not for me. <laughs> and then I realized that marketing was actually the path that mm-hmm. I wanted to take.
0: Hmm. So where would you go to school?
1: I went to Stonehill College.
0: Awesome. So talk about Dash Social. You started this, you know, when you're freshman year of college, which is probably a very difficult transitional year, what makes you decide you're going to take, you know, during this you know br- big time in your life, what makes you decide, hey, I'm going to take on this, this business?
1: Yeah, so I, as I mentioned, had always wanted to own a business. I realized after starting my blog that marketing, starting a marketing firm was mm-hmm. where I wanted to go. Yeah. But it was actually, uh, my mom was diagnosed with glioblastoma, which is terminal brain cancer. And so... At this point, I always thought that I had to go to college, get my degree, have, build up a successful 20-plus-year career, and then go off my own. But this made me realize, since it came out of nowhere, like we don't have as much time as we think we do. And so if we have dreams, the best time to pursue them is now. So I realized that starting a marketing firm, no matter what my age was, was going to happen.
0: For those that don't know, what is Dash of Social?
1: Dash of Social is a marketing firm. We offer various services such as social media management, marketing strategy, SEO, paid ads, and content marketing.
0: The whole speech down pretty quickly. <laughs> so, is it just you? Do you have other people working for you?
1: I do have a team. So, okay. I have myself. I do have an assistant, and then I have two subcontractors.
0: Okay. Um, is there a type of industry or client that you know that you cater to that like gets in your wheelhouse?
1: I love working with the wedding industry I really? think that yeah I think they're a ton of fun um, it's funny because I'll actually end up looking through their pictures and I find myself crying at strangers weddings <laughs> and I'm like, I couldn't even know these people but it's just like such a fun industry to work in and there's so much room for creativity which is always nice when it comes to marketing
0: I can definitely see it because I'm in the process of getting married right now so my fiance and I are doing the whole planning process and yeah I can totally see the creativity with you know photographers venues. Yep. All that sort of fun stuff. It's you know, so when you started this business, year in college. You know, it's crazy four years. What's it like running a business while being a full time student? You know, because it's hard enough being a full time student, but you're running a business. Like, how the heck do you balance those two up?
1: Yeah, I always say, thank God I had good time management skills because yeah. it was definitely tricky, but no lie. I was basically up from 4 a.m. to midnight every day during the week just from having to balance like going to the gym, yeah. doing schoolwork, client work, actually going to school. I was taking care of my mom at the time, yeah. hanging out with friends. It, it was crazy, but I realized that if I wanted to build something that I was passionate about, then every spare moment I had needed to be focused on building it.
0: Is that your, your strongest skill set? Is it time management?
1: One of them, Definitely.
0: I, I'm just, I you know, just you know, we were talking prior, just looking at your background and you know, all that, like the fact that you were able to do this at all, a lot, all at such a young age, and you know, manage to have a life outside of work and school. And all, it's it's just really super impressive to me. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, after doing this in college, you know, is there any doubt that you know you graduate, you get degrees? Any doubt I'm going to be my own boss?
1: There was. So fortunately, I've always had really supportive family and mm-hmm. friends. But, of course, you're going to end up getting pushback from other people. And so that was one thing I faced was just people questioning my choice and asking me questions like, well, what about health insurance? Like, mm-hmm. can you make a living wage and stuff like that? So I definitely faced uh, struggles with that. And then also, too, my own imposter syndrome. Like, can I actually do this? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still young. I haven't taken the corporate route and whatnot. So it just kind of took a little bit of realizing how much I've actually done on my own and then realizing that I actually do have the ability to sustain myself moving forward.
0: Doing this for a little bit now, do you think, like, you actually could work for someone, or are you just, like, I'm best at when I'm my own boss? Yeah, I like
1: being my own boss. Like being your own <laughs> boss? Yeah.
0: Um, social media is such a massive thing. It, you know, it dominates everything. You know, it dominates what we do, news, everything comes from social media all different platforms is there a favorite social media platform for you
1: i like twitter although a lot of people are tending to drift away from the platform yeah. um, instagram is definitely a really popular one so i'd say that falls in a close second
0: is it it's also like one thing i've noticed about there's certain age groups or generations that prefer certain social media platforms is that something that you've kind of picked up on
1: Yes. So what we typically do with clients is that if they're trying to target a younger demographic, then we'll usually stick to Instagram. If they're looking to target an older demographic, then we'll go with Facebook, uh, which is typically us focusing on those two. But with LinkedIn, it kind of depends on the industry.
0: Something that we hear a lot about is SEO search engine optimization. For those that don't know, I think it's, it's a phrase that people hear a lot, but they don't know what it is. Mm. I'm just talk about that
1: search engine optimization is basically the optimization you do on the back end of your website so that when people search for a specific keyword relating to your business, you'll show up on the first page of Google or other search okay. engines.
0: Hmm. What separates you from others From others that do your job? It's, you know, you go to events or networking events, you meet a lot of marketing people or social media marketing people. Hmm. You know, what's the thing that separates you from
1: I would say what I've always said is that my business model focuses on humans not dollar signs and so that's one thing that I've always really worked hard to do is I never try to push for the sale I always find ways to help others so I'm never trying to promote myself or get people to work with me I'm always just looking to give support and add value wherever I can and so the whole thought process of giving without expecting to receive actually ends up working in your favor and you end up growing your business that way.
0: So how do you meet clients?
1: I actually did the math on this. So in really? 2019, 76% of my clients came from Facebook groups. Really? So, yeah, I was curious because I knew a lot of people came from groups, and so I actually wanted to figure it out. So a big uh, chunk of people come from there, and then I actually get a lot, the, probably the rest of my clients actually come from referrals, either from people hmm. that currently work with me or just people in my network.
0: What type of Facebook groups?
1: There's a great group that I'm a part of called Boston Business Women. Okay. So it's uh it's a really great group for mm-hmm. not only just women entrepreneurs, but just women who are in the corporate world world as well. So I get a ton of clients from there. There's something like twenty five thousand members or wow. yeah, some, some large number like that. And then also just other entrepreneurship type Facebook groups.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there a favorite project you've worked on?
1: Yes. So I've actually worked on a big marketing strategy for a wholesale company, a wholesale producer company that was looking to shift their marketing strategy because of COVID. So a lot of their clients were restaurants. And so, of course, when they shut down, the wholesaler company kind of switched. And so what they did was they created what's called a cares box, where they put together produce boxes. And they did a lot of charitable type stuff and giving with it. So we created an entire marketing strategy that just kind of talked about that and the fact that they're women-owned and local-owned and family-owned and stuff like that, so it was really fun to be able to just play a big role in a company that's doing so much good, so not just, like, making money, but also really giving back to the community. Awesome.
0: What's some of the tools that your trade? What's some of the, like, you know, software, things like that you work with?
1: So uh, my social media scheduler that I use is called SmarterQ. Mm-hmm. It's really great for putting things in autopilot. I also use something called 17 Hats, which is great for sending contracts and invoices and just managing client contact information. Yeah really helpful. And then another favorite one is something called Asana, which is project management. So it's really helpful for being able to organize different tasks.
0: Something I've realized with creative people, you know, I consider myself a creative person. We've had some of the creative types in the show is that they all kind of have like their own little trademark or something that you can kind of, it's you can tell that it's like a little part of the project or something they've done that's, you can tell oh that's been done by so-and-so and here's why. Is there, so, is there do you have that part, that little maybe characteristic of a project you've worked on
1: yeah one thing that my clients say is just how good i am at emulating their voice and so each time they write each time i write their social media post, they're like it's crazy it's almost as if i wrote it so which is a huge compliment cause of course you want to sound like your client
0: yeah speaking of that like how much work are you doing in regards to background information prep meeting with the client if you're mm-hmm. if you're running their social media
1: So we probably have about an hour each month that we chat on the phone. We also email each other frequently. When I'm first onboarding a client is usually when I'm doing the most research just to understand their industry, competitors, their voice, what would be a good marketing strategy for them, and all of that stuff. But then in terms of, like, actually working with them, it can probably vary about to 10 hours per month depending on what we're doing.
0: How do you like rise above the clutter with that because you're probably competing with so. I mean, you in that business are probably competing with so many other people doing similar things. Like, how do you rise above to stick out above them?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So, one thing that we focus on is what I always like to say is the importance of creating value-driven content. And so, by value-driven content, what I mean is a consumer would basically read that post or whatever type of content it is, and they get something out of it. So, whether it's a tip, a piece of advice. A lesson anything along those lines, we always find ways to add value to their audience, and that's what really helps to kind of differentiate them because we're giving back rather than promoting.
0: Is there, when you come and you work with companies and you're seeing what they're doing, is there a general thing that I think people are doing wrong when it comes to business social media?
1: One thing that they definitely do is that a lot of companies actually won't business accounts for their companies especially if they're solo entrepreneurs they'll Mm -hmm. tend to just stick to like promoting to their Facebook friends and stuff like that and so I always stress the importance of making sure that you're having separate accounts because that way like what I always say is that your friends most likely aren't your ideal clients or customers so you want to be able to differentiate those and kind of going along with that too a lot of business owners will focus only on one platform and I always say don't put all of your eggs in one basket so making sure to diversify the platforms you're using
0: something we just we we're actually in the process of hiring a social media intern right now we have someone that runs our social media and she's leaving to go on maternity leave this fall and one of the questions we ask them is you know how do you you know you're going to be running multiple platforms facebook instagram twitter how do you you know make it so you're not promote you know posting the same stuff to each platform
1: one thing that i always say is to keep the audience in mind because even though your audience will be Pretty similar across platforms. They do vary. So, you want to make sure that you're using the platform to what they're actually meant for. So, Instagram is meant for a lot of visual content, Mm -hmm. so making sure you're focusing on that. Uh, Twitter tends to be like newsy type stuff, so if you have announcements and whatnot, so on and so forth. So, just making sure that you're keeping the ideal follower in mind and making sure that you're again adding value where you can.
0: What about, in, in regards to that, what about like quality versus quantity? You know, you have people that posting a lot on those platforms than people that aren't posting a ton but it's substantial. Like, Where do you stand in regards to, you should be doing X amount and it should contain this amount of stuff?
1: Absolutely. So one thing I always say is that consistency is so much more important than frequency. That's a big struggle that a lot of business owners have is that they think they just need to be doing everything Mm -hmm. all the time. But even if you're just posting on a platform twice per week, that's okay because you're consistent with it and your audience will know to look out for those posts twice per week. So just as long as you're making sure that you're showing up and providing value, then that's really all that matters.
0: And idea a uh, social media platform—I guess you call a social media platform. We've been trying to get our head around, and I've talked with other people, but is LinkedIn—you know, LinkedIn for you know for a business things. Have you figured out how that works and how it applies to businesses?
1: Yeah. So LinkedIn is great for just being able to get. Uh, connections with your colleagues, so one thing that I often recommend to clients when they're posting on the platform is just sharing things related to their careers, so maybe press features would be a good one, talking about client success stories they've had, if they have a really exciting update or announcement with their company, just making sure that it's almost making highlighting the company as the best it could possibly be, but just when you're able to kind of talk about that and build up your rapport with your audience, that's what will make them interested.
0: So, jumping gears here, how did student, student to CEO start?
1: For the past year, I've really had this big push since going full time to want to give back. I basically described Student to CEO as the resource I wish I had when I was 19, <laughs> and so I turned it into something that what I wish I what I wish I could have utilized. So something like a podcast to hear from young successful entrepreneurs, blog and resource area to be able to learn super helpful information, and then a Facebook group to connect with people who are also Going through the same thing.
0: So it's it's basically a resource for really entrepreneurial, you know, college students.
1: Yes. Hmm,
0: interesting. So how do you handle the work life balance?
1: It's been a work in progress, so that's one thing I'm really guilty of.
0: It's always going (laughs) to be.
1: It's something that I'm still trying to figure out, but one thing that definitely helped was getting a physical office space Mm -hmm. and being able to have that physical distinction of shutting and locking the door and driving away and going home. So that's one thing that has really helped is just kind of having that, and I think this helped is actually delegating. So a big reason why I was working pretty much all the time was because I was doing everything myself. And I also enjoy what I do, which is, of course, a good thing. But being able to bring on team members who are able to take on those tasks is huge for being able to take a load off right. your plate.
0: I'm a bit older than you, and I'll tell you that it, that the whole work-life balancing is always evolving.
1: Oh, yeah, it's exactly. Always is.
0: It's something you just brought up right there about, like, taking everything on. And I think that's definitely something, when I was younger doing this job, that you almost feel like you have to do everything. That if you... Load off the work to someone else. It's because it's a failure on you, and you're dropping the ball. How do you, how how would you get to that point of like being like, okay, I need to bring on other people to support me, and it's not a problem that I'm doing this.
1: Absolutely. So I actually hired. My assistant, um, a year and a half ago, and the reason why I hired her was because I did a time audit. So I tracked how long it took me to do tasks that I hated or (laughs) tasks that anyone could do. And so, for example, something such as Instagram engagement. That's what we do for a lot of our clients, and it's important. But I realized it was taking me 30 hours a month, and I was like, imagine what I could do with an extra 30 hours a month. So it was like stuff like that where I just kind of realized what was taking me so long that I could easily pass off to someone else. So it made it easy to be able to delegate that. And also, too, what I realized was that when you're a solo entrepreneur, you're automatically putting a ceiling on the amount of clients you can have and the amount of money you can make. And when you're able to pass off projects to other people, then that opens up more time. And so you're able to then, therefore, take on more projects.
0: Interesting. So you must have had mentors along the way.
1: Yes. So I have two mentors. One of them is my friend Liz. She became actually one of my very first clients when I launched Dash of Social and we quickly became good friends. And so she's just the person that I've gone to for any type of advice or question or client struggle to just really kind of get really helpful tips that I can take moving forward. And then my second mentor is actually a client that I have. Her name's Alicia. She pretty much owns the marketing agency that i would like to have in five years we have an extremely similar background she cool. started her agency at, right after graduating from college and so because she has the model that that i want to build it's really helpful to be able to just pick her brain about different things and get her advice on what to do
0: so what's a typical day like for you
1: usually i will wake up early to go for a run and then i probably get to my office around eight thirty ish Um, From there, it kind of depends on what time of the month it actually is Mm -hmm. because I break up my weeks depending on different tasks. So my days may be writing content for clients. Um, Maybe it's actually doing sales calls with people, networking calls, a whole bunch of different things. I think that's actually what I enjoy is the fact that no day is ever the same Mm -hmm. and it really gives me different things to work on.
0: So what's the next thing for you? You've accomplished so much so far at a young age. What's like the the next thing that you? take on or
1: I really want to write a book. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, that's one thing that I want to do within the next few years probably. A type of book. I think it would probably end up being aligned with student to CEO, just yeah. kind of talking about my journey and what I did. Because really a big thing that played into that is that I'm just a normal person. So if I can do it, so can anyone else. Okay. And so it's just something I'm really passionate about is just helping others achieve what they want to achieve.
0: So you had the opportunity to do a TEDx talk. So mm-hmm. Tell us about that.
1: So that was really exciting. It was at my alma mater, Stonehill. And so they had actually reached out to me and asked if I wanted to be a speaker, which was really humbling. And so that talk was about the challenge of change. And so I basically crafted it around the challenge of change being that I was going against the norm and starting a business in college while everyone else was taking that 9-to-5 route or continuing their education.
0: So a few more questions we're starting to wrap up a little bit. So what's something that every young entrepreneur should know?
1: They should know to have more confidence. That is what I wish I knew when I first started. Really? Yeah.
0: So is, that, so is there a certain piece of advice you would give them, you know, something maybe that you've learned throughout your years?
1: Yeah, well, actually, my mentor, Alicia, she shares this advice all the time, is that regardless of title, because that's one thing that kind of gets to people if you're talking to a, a huge CEO mm-hmm. – Regardless of title, everyone puts their pants on the same way in the morning.
0: Absolutely. Actually, it made me think of something. Is it, you know, was it intimidating as a younger person, or was there times you feel like you maybe weren't taken seriously because you were a younger person in college or fresh out of school that you're like, hey, I can do this, and a company looked at you being like, well, you're fairly young. Well, I'm going to go with someone who's been doing this for 15 years.
1: Yeah, definitely. I was not paid what I wanted to be, or they tried to make kind of make me like an intern yeah. in a lot of cases. <laughs>
0: right. Um, on the other one, what's the best piece of advice you've been given?
1: What I always, what I kind of actually learned from my own self is that in, if you ever are thinking about taking a leap, you sh- that's an indication that you should 100% take that leap. Hmm. Um, and it's also kind of what other people have said to me, too. They're always like, why not just do it, and, which is true. Hmm.
0: So if you were able t- to jump in the time machine you know, to the start of your career, and we can say that the start of your career will be when you were 15, what would you tell yourself?
1: I would tell myself to not think about the opinions that others may be having and Mm -hmm. to not think about what I'm supposed to do, but rather what I want to do.
0: And then last and certainly not least, you know, for those that want to find out more about Dash of of Social or Student to CEO, where can they go?
1: Yeah, so Dash of Social is dashofsocial.com. And then also the handle Dash of Social on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And then for Student to CEO, it's student2ceo.com. And the same handle, Student to CEO, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Great.
0: Cool. Well, thank you so much
1: for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jonathan. Absolutely.